Are you wondering how you can contribute to Funniest Thing? Don't flip out. Go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. Whoa! This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Are you ready for a revolution in your thinking? We are. That's right. This is Funniest Thing, and I'm Daryl. I'm Ed, and today's episode is called Breaking the Law with Reverend Nancy Norman. Belief in limitation is the one and only thing that causes limitation. We've made up laws and limitation for ourselves, and we unfortunately adhere to them. What are these laws? I'm too old is one. I'm too young is another. The list goes on and on. I'm not ready. I don't have enough experience. I don't have the connections. It's too late, etc. The good news is that since we created these laws, we can also break free of them with faith in the eternal law of good. On this episode, Daryl and Ed encourage each other and listeners to break free from the old laws of limitations and roadblocks and move forward with joyful expectancy and calm confidence. Uh, calm confidence. And during the second segment, Outlaw Nancy Normand gets us looking forward to the best that is yet to come with today's reading, Anticipation. Yes, Outlaw, meaning she lives outside of these laws of limitation. That's right. That's Reverend Nancy Norman from Unity Joy of Life. Who miraculously joined us today because mm. one guest drops out and another one comes in. That's right. I love the way that works. And we both thought of Nancy mm-hmm. um, in our minds was like the person that came to each of our minds unknowingly. We... we we texted each other, oh, well, it looks like Kathy's not going to be here. That was our original guest. Well, yeah, because it was actually her. I mean, that's this isn't why she came up, but her talk was, I think, was the one that kicked you off about talking about breaking the law. It and was Kathy's. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, we, so we went through a list of people, and Kathy, who is Nancy's daughter, who's mm-hmm. been a guest on the show. Ghosted you. She... <laughs> left me a message this morning. Right. So I thought, oh, maybe Kathy's the one who's supposed to be on. But funniest thing, my mind and back here kept saying, but I could see Nancy saying yes. That's right. And I called, even though I, and I knew that. And But I said, I called Kathy anyway, and she wasn't available, so I left a message. And then when I called Ed right after that, and I said, we both. I said, well, what about Nancy? And he goes, I was thinking Nancy, too. So I said, all right, let's call her. And sure enough. Here she is. So Whoop, nothing happens by mistake. Yeah, I know. This is amazing. She's a perfect uh, guest, and she's been so inspiring for us on the weekly Zoom calls we all hop on, on the unityjoyoflife.org, the pro- infinite prosperity. Indy hops on, Daryl, myself. And you're all invited to hop on. 
Yeah. It's the weekly uh what's it limitless prosperity workshop. Joy of infinite infinite. Infinite. Yeah. What's it? At <laughs> joyoflife.org. Uh, Unityjoyoflife.org. Unityjoyoflife.org. It's every infinite Thursday prosperity. at yes. either seven PM <laughs> or seven AM. Yes. East Eastern Coast. Time. Come on. If you're in the West Coast, hop on at 4 p.m. Uh, just go to the, the the website. You can find the link to the Prosperity on Zoom. You can even call in, but it's it's really good. We go and we get a lot out of it. So it's uh, Daryl and Ed, for as long as we've been practicing, we need booster shots daily, multiple times a week. And Nancy Norman is definitely that. I mean, she's amazing. Her, her connection with unity and metaphysics is very deep through her family and... Uh, Sometimes that could go one way or another, you know, like, but in her case, it's a very loving lineage and it's just deepened her understanding and respect. And, and the big news is that whatever the laws that we have generated for ourselves in our minds, and we, we're calling them laws, but it's just things that we believe about the nature of life. And oftentimes we just either psychically or directly inherited these things from the people around us when we were younger could have come from anywhere, but any time that we decided life is like this, this is the way life is, those things continue to function until, and, and when those things are in harmony with the universal principles of truth that are at work, life goes very well. But when those beliefs are not in harmony with life, we feel them and they come up as challenges with relationships, health, whatever it is, finances, finances yeah. jobs, what am I capable of? Right. I don't have the right connections. That's What's right. What's the use? That's right. You know you're thinking a law of limitation because you you know you're believing it. Even though you're like, oh, I don't have laws of limitation. I'm always thinking affirmatively. But they come up as feel bad um, imaginings. If yeah. you have any feel bad imaginings, I mean, you're imagining a negative outcome. You're imagining the line's going to be long when I get there. Right. You're imagining, oh, I'll probably hit traffic. Right. They could be these little things. But that is an indication that you're believing you created a law of limitation for yourself and it becomes a mental habit. And I catch these because of how I feel. If the thought is feel bad, for instance, I feel very fortunate about our finances, but every once in a while, and I have for a very long time, but every once in a while, something negative from the outside can set off an old law of limitation, wake it up. And recently I saw something because I made the mistake of going on YouTube <laughs> And it was a video with that guy from Shark Tank. By the way, if you're not on YouTube watching Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, like and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it might be the only thing that's worth watching on YouTube. Plus, you can see what we're up to. There's surfboards. There's art by my students. There's the beautiful Nancy Norman coming on during the second segment. You're not, ooh la la, you're not going to want to miss this. So uh, this thing came on with the guy Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. And I thought, oh, this will be positive. But part of me knew I was, I was looking. I, I had that little feeling like I'm doing something naughty. Like I knew there was some like, he's going to tell me something that feels bad. Tell There's, me something bad. Yeah, so, 
So I pressed play, and sure enough, it goes right into how the fact that mortgage rates over the last three months have doubled. Now, at first, I had a feel-good thought, which was, oh, thank God I got my mortgage. I've always, living this way, like hunches and stuff and divine order just seems to play out in your life, even when you're unaware of it. Oh, yeah. You've shared on the show that story of how you locked in that lower mortgage rate a few yeah, years back. Uh, yeah, unintentionally. Yeah. So I go, okay, well, I'm set. And then I go to sleep. Then halfway through the night, I get up to use the restroom, go to lay back down. Wait a minute. I have a mortgage that I still have 28 years how me and my wife can afford this we're old people. Mr. Wonderful wasn't so wonderful anymore. No. <laughs> so I had to. But the good news is, it, this is the thing. It's a law of limitation. How do I know? One, if you don't catch that it's scary, you'll definitely catch that it feels horrible. Yes. So I had to quickly jump on. This is the way I could break them as quickly as possible, is jump on to a spiritual affirmative attend intention. Yes. And the one I had to remind myself of, which is the true law. And that's why we're, we're, not, we're not like making up Pollyanna ideas for ourselves by breaking these limitations. The problem was I used to think if I, a lot of people think this way still, which is if I'm not worrying about something, then I'm not taking it seriously, and I'm not doing something about it. That's, that's a law of limitation that yes. supersedes all laws of limitation because that keeps me trapped in this limited, lawful existence, which is horrible. Awful is more like Awful law, awfully lawful of limitation. So, but jumping to the affirmative, and that's why in the opening reading— it's because we've come to realize that the eternal law of good is the eternal law that exists. Yes. And we intuitively know this to be true because it feels good when we think in harmony yes. with that truth. Yes. So I had to switch to one of those, to, to an affirmative law, which is I receive everything I need right when I need it. Because the fear was... What's going to happen when Lori's no longer working? Like, We're still going to be stuck in this mortgage. I know we can't sell Because then you start thinking other terrible thoughts. Well, then if we sell a place where we're going to live, blah, blah, blah. No. I always receive everything I need right when I need it. And if you've been doing this for some time, your mind argues with the affirmative idea a lot less. Like now when I even say that, I feel my whole demeanor change. No, I always receive everything I need right when I need it. Another law of limitation breaker that just came up recently, which we heard on Nancy Norman's prosperity class, mm. which is a great one, ladies and gentlemen, that any of us can use. And it's, I wrote it down for myself several times. I even wrote, I'm finally getting it, folks. Because yes. that was another thing. Every time you improve, an old law of limitation gets broken, but it doesn't get broken without it mentioning itself. <laughs> so I was thinking, wow, this stuff's great. And then I had this great, fun thought. I'm finally getting it, folks. And then that old law goes, 
Yeah, while you're 61, what's the use? You waited this long and now you're just getting it? And that is throw it out the window and remind myself <laughs> of this great spiritual intention. This is a great uplifting spiritual intention I recommend to everyone. I'm blaming Nancy for this one. I am the one who improves everybody's luck when I walk in the room. I'm the one who improves everybody's luck when I walk in the room. And just imagine for yourself, that for yourself, wherever you go today, because I've yes. been doing it. Like yes. It, it could be, you could use this with affirmative intention if you're going into some place that normally fright, you know, that seem in your old, the old law of limitation made it a scary right. foreboding place. Right. But start using it on the places that aren't foreboding, like the supermarket. You know, or, yes. or you're going for your walk with your dog and the room is your walk. And as right. you walk and, and you don't have to say anything, this is all radiating from your heart, from your mind. And it's almost like you're imagining the homes as you're passing them. Like these are the things I do lighting up inside. Like you have this magical stardust that, that flows behind you, mm -hmm. you know, lit, light, and things are brightening up and watch how much. Your mind, after that practice, um, opens the door, or tracks rather, more and more ins inspiring and motivating, feel-good ideas that correspond with the eternal law of good. Mm -hmm. We actually were walking through the Unity Garden at night one time at Unity Village, and they have their lights set up at night in the Rose Garden when you walk by the lights go on, and it gives that magical feeling of spirit lighting up your walk. It's quite amazing. We were just talking about Unity Village last night. Um, tell everyone how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club, by the way. What's going on here? Yes, I'm going to read this. But we do live it, folks, but just so we don't screw it well, up. Well, that's the only thing that it. matters is living it. <laughs> I was talking to Daryl about this last night. There's us and the few people that – or the people that we get to meet on this magical mystery tour are – I feel privileged to be among people who actually truly believe that you can live by this stuff on a daily basis in every area of your life, and it will improve every area of your life because there's people that sell this stuff and speak this stuff and don't really believe that. They really believe there's like a line where, okay, now we got to get down to, they have their own laws of limitation. And, yes. and don't get me wrong. I still, they're, they're still active in my consciousness. It's just that, like Daryl said, we become aware when we're feeling bad or things are going wrong, that it's not life that's gone off the rails. It's myself that's gone off of the rails and needs to get back on board with life. But really understanding that you can live this stuff simply and practically. So, um, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one quick quote that goes with what Ed said that helps me. It's exactly what you said. We are learning that being genuine is far more fulfilling than being great. We no longer have to swing between the opposite extremes of hero and coward. You know what? It's so funny. I have to share this because you were talking about yesterday you were comparing yourself to Tom Cruise. I know. That's why it was a miracle this reading came up. Yeah, so and I was thinking about you that morning. It must have like been in the airwaves because I was thinking, Daryl sometimes and I wasn't thinking about like Daryl. I was thinking about it yeah. through you, but for myself. Yes. I was just thinking about you compare yourself you to when you say lovingly share this stuff for our, everyone else's benefit. Like 
you don't you live <laughs> and you live and you get the joy out of doing daily art, serving people, but then your mind compares yourself to people that are on a totally different trajectory. Yes. And there's no like there's not even any you know, I mean, in my, I understand yeah, and my, yeah. my mind has my own versions yeah. too. And it really, and it was so funny because I had that thought almost like I had like a conversation with you in the shower or whatever. I was just standing there and then you brought that up later. I was like, holy smokes, I was just having this imaginary conversation with you. <laughs> and then, so we talked about that and we both laughed and like Daryl's laughing now. But I got out of my car and I was just like, because uh, then we started thinking about Unity Village. And I, I really, when we had these moments, like when we acknowledged the, those limitations and those silly things that are coming up. And then I just, and this happens with Kirk, with Rob, yeah, oh yeah. with Nan, with people, Indy, people that are really living this. Stephen Even Kathy, work. that's why we love Kathy's um, sermons yeah. at Unity of Santa Barbara, because she brings up the human quality, our human frailties, with the solution that she applies right. that brings about the right. transformation and the right. and the demonstration and th and that's how we know people are living it. Yeah, and it's funny you said too because the, the frailties turn out to be just misinformation, yes. bad programming. We're not frail at all, but the limiting belief is that yes. we're frail. That's been put inside yes. there. So we have the ability to think in alignment with God or not. That's the crazy part of this game. But so when Daryl and I talk about this stuff and. Stephen and I and whoever I go to Nancy's class and we all get hot. there's this moment where like the stillness comes yeah and all that like striving goes away and I just have the most deep sense of like peace and gratitude that we have found this stuff and then we're actually living it the, the exact way that anyone throughout any time who has ever found this stuff has lived yeah so when I think of Charles Fillmore for me some reason he's been big in my life over the last year or so I was walking with my students, and it's like actually like uh, create like I'm feeling like that emotion of like choked upness over this because I was walking with my students, and I just I just and I had to tell myself this. Charles Fillmore was because, and I know he would want me to tell myself this. He was just a guy alive at a different time, and whoever it is was just a person alive at a different time doing exactly what we're doing right now. Yes. And then you look back on it, and it's easy to write the stories and see how amazing it was. But when Charles Fillmore was the guy coming into a room and it changing people's luck, it wasn't because he was Charles Fillmore. It's because he lived by these yeah. principles. And his wife, you know, the, he and Myrtle, and all these amazing people around them lived. That's it. Yeah. It's just choosing to live and practice and learn. That's what makes... That's what opens us, un unlocks the, the tr we're all Mr. Wonderful, Mrs. One, whatever. We yeah. are all truly yes. divinely created and wonderful. And the only thing is, like, we use that golden key that um, Emmett Fox described to become aware of this presence that is always present. And when we do, the light comes shining through, and none of these things that worry us have any significance whatsoever. No, they're just self-imposed nonsense. Do you want to read that, um, you want, Cohen? So we, yeah, you want to tell them this oh, thing? Oh, we forgot. Then, yeah. All right, we here get you so go. We're so excited about all this. <laughs> what is, we don't In case you're wondering, is. what is a member of the Funniest Thing yeah, Club? Yeah, and then well, I'll read some Cohen. Well, the good news is you don't have to sign up to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. It's exactly what Ed was just expounding on, which is just living by these principles. And in short, we've written this down. We're a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. That's it. 
As we consciously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. Yes. Wow. This stuff really, I, yeah, I was thinking when you were reading that, I was thinking this stuff works. There's a lot of people that are in this community that are meek. They, well, they naturally uh, have that meekness about them. But you have to also have a boldness to claim that this is working for you. Like, yeah. I'm learning this, like, because it's easy, like someone that, like you that is energized and speaking about this, it's easy for me to, like, write on, oh, I'm living it because I'm playing high off of Daryl living it. But it's, it doesn't truly click until I say it's working for me just as much as it's worked for Daryl or Nancy. Or, yeah. Like, and then it goes from, that's just the truth. That's why these, these other laws that we're talking about breaking when we get to the truth, first it feels like this bold thing you're claiming, but eventually it just becomes the truth. It's yeah. just, of course it's true. It's working for me. But it's amazing how we have to wake up to our own brilliance sometimes just because whatever laws we made for ourselves in the past, that's all we experienced. No matter how amazing we were, if we believed I'm never good enough, boom, I'm never good enough. The and universe keep, says yes. Yeah, Your wish is my commitment. Again and again. But... You can get out of the fishbowl, as, as Alan Cohen says, on yes. August 21st in A Deep Breath of Life. It says, I'm not trespass it is not trespassing when you cross your own boundaries. That's from an anonymous source. source. And it says, while cleaning her goldfish bowl, I'll just read the whole thing. Yeah. Mildred drew a few inches of water into her bathtub and placed her two fish in the tub. When she returned, Mildred found the fish swimming in a little circle the size of the bowl. Just as these fish had a huge bathtub to swim in, so do we live in an unlimited universe. Yet, like the fish, if we have accepted limits from our past, when we have the opportunity to expand our horizons, we may not challenge our limits, so we may stay confined to an old pattern. We must constantly test our limits to see if they're real. If we have the courage to venture into uncharted territory, we will find treasures and freedom we would never have known if we didn't try. Buddha said, To see what few have seen, you must go where few have gone. The laws and limits of the world exist by agreement only. When we release small thinking, we inherit the kingdom founded on the laws of love. Which, which laws do you choose to agree with? Jesus challenged us. Choose ye this day whom you will serve. The world you live in will be as grand as the thoughts upon which you found it. It says, let me not rest content with the life less than the one you offer me. I pray to live in the grandest universal universe possible. I move beyond my past and claim a glorious future. I manifest magnificent results because I think unlimited thoughts. And uh, we're going to follow that up with Emmett Fox. Yes. Because this really drives it home. Um, if you have, this is a book called Around the Year with Emmett Fox. We recommend it. And these readings are just, just came up over the past few days and helped inspire this episode. And I'm going to read them a little out of order. Well, that's amazing, too, because the, the, you wrote that description, and then that day or the next morning, these readings were there. Yeah, I know. That Cohen was like there, and Ness was there, so it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, here we go. So on August 22nd, you are always treating 
You are continually treating your conditions with the thoughts that you hold concerning them. What you really think about anything is your treatment of the thing. It's like the law that you've created for yourself about that circumstance. What you really think about anything is your treatment of that thing. Many people have the idea that they're only treating when they call it treating. You mean doing like prayer work on it or affirmation. Right. But no matter what you call it, your thought concerning any subject is a treatment. This is the reason visible conditions are always the expression of invisible thought. Mm-hmm. If you will begin systematically to treat every su- this is how you break every law of limitation, folks, right here. Mm-hmm. If you will begin systematically to treat every side of your life with a series of positive, correct thoughts and keep to this practice for even a few weeks, you will be amazed to find how much everything will change for the better. And that is really sums up, summed up by the verse in Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I'm going to follow it up with this because this really makes us aware of it. There's a saying, I don't know if it's, yeah, it's actually Albert Einstein. Your imagination is life's coming attractions. Mm-hmm. And you've been in the secretly. You caught me, both. Because <laughs> I saw the, you know, the, the, the like dirty little, thing. The dirty little secret came out. It has like the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings writing. Yeah. And it goes like a whisper. Uh, Your imagination is life's coming attraction. Albert Einstein. Yeah. Right. Well, well played, sir. Well, well played. I, I had to throw that in there because it goes perfect with what Emmett Fox. We take Fox, it wherever it comes. I'll right. take, yeah. Well, it's like what Ed was saying. Don't throw out the message because of the messenger. There are many people who I've met off platforms that I was like, oh, my God, this guy, how could this person or woman act this? Like, I really believe what she was saying. And, and my mind tends to want me to just never listen to them again, right? That's yes. the. But you know what? Ed and I now, you take what you can use, leave the rest, and do not throw out the message because of the messenger. Yeah, I think I was thinking about that. Our world sometimes revolves too much around um, personalities and characters, like personal, like taking down personalities and everything they've ever done, instead of realizing that it's principles. So if someone, someone could, if they were doing wonderful work that shared these principles, that yeah. doesn't go away just because they made a misstep. Uh, that's where I feel like this voice of like doubt and fear and worry that's so rampant in like because of social media, oh, and YouTube. Yeah. Because these media sources are so in people's face, all those fears, doubts, and worries are more present to people than they used to be. And it's so much like I think there was a when I was younger and it just felt like everyone understood like there's these principles that are at work. And yeah, people make slip ups, but you don't just tear down the principles yeah. and everything that went with it just because some a person made a mistake about it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's become all about ha ha, gotcha. Yeah. See? Ha ha. Ha-ha. He it, didn't wash his hands after he went to the bathroom. Ha-ha. Take him down. It's like, like that it's voice that, it's of, gotten that crazy. It's like the voice of disconnected ego that forgot yes. about joy, so instead finds some twisted idea of pleasure by proving that love isn't real, that joy isn't real. That but the truth is, it is. It is. And it's still there and it transforms every situation when anyone's willing to give it a, a shot. 
when anyone's willing to become like a child, we can enter the kingdom and transform this whole place. So that's why we're excited about this, because the story that we're on the end of, you know, the world's about to end in all of this, those stories have come up throughout history. But those who have found a way to live by principle have, found, have actually flourished, um, expanded, in spite of those times. and shown the way yeah. to, it's not even to the future, it's to what's already here. Yes. And, li- and we can live in it now. So, you got your machine here? Oh, yeah, thank you. So I'm going to read this second one before we wrap up this oh, yeah, segment. Then I'll read a couple of notes. Oh, yeah, we fans. got a few notes. Okay. So this is uh, also from that same book, Around the Year with Emmett Fox, and it's the following day. And this one, keep this in mind because this one really makes me vigilant, which we learned just means awake yes. to what's going on in my mind. It's not vigilant. Yeah, you're not like have to be on methamphetamines up all night. Ah, what am I thinking? Control. I'm in no, control. Calmly oh. relaxed. It just means I'm awake and I'm noticing. Notice. Gentle right. notice. <laughs> it's called your invisible <laughs> dictaphone. If you don't know what that is, it's an old-timey word for a recording device. Okay, yes. Your destiny depends entirely upon your own mental conduct. That means what we imagine, how we think about things. Yes. You may think that you know this already, but if you do not act upon it, it is certain that you do not really know it. Mm -hmm. Most people would be amazed to discover how much negative thinking they indulge in. Thought is so swift and habit is so strong that unless you are very careful, you will constantly transgress. Suppose that, quite without your knowledge, an invisible dictaphone were strapped to your shoulders at first thing tomorrow morning and that you carried it about all day until the last thing tomorrow night. Then suppose that this record were played over to you so that every word you had uttered for the whole day was repeated to you. Well, if you are an average human being, you would probably be embarrassed. Yet it really does happen that everything we say and think and do is recorded in the subconscious mind, and our daily experience is simply that record being played over to us by the law of being. Never forget that circumstances of your life tomorrow are molded by your mental conduct of today. That's the great news because being aware of how I'm thinking doesn't mean, oh, I'm a negative thinker. What's the use? No, it means, okay, right now, Today is the day of salvation. I mean, today is the day of solution. Right now, I'm going to do, like I said at the beginning of the show, an affirmative spiritual intention that brings me out of that. Yes. I get everything I need. I receive everything I need right when I need it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when I walk, I'm the one who changes everybody's luck when I walk into the room. Never forget that the circumstances of your life tomorrow are molded by your mental conduct today and from... The Psalm 119, verse 30, I have chosen the way of truth. And when you get these books, you can make little notes for yourself. And during uh, the year 2020, I wrote, today I'm a friend to myself. I encourage myself. I choose to behave and think in ways that make me feel good about myself. I feel wonderful. Isn't that funny? Here it comes again. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful! Um, yeah, we got a little mail, three breaths. I just want to say, you reminded me of something that passed through my head yesterday. Fear 
this is just what I recognize. The fear and guilt and things that go on in my head would have me believe that what I'm thinking now is I'm paying for what happened in the past, right? Like you're, but God doesn't do spite work. No. What we're actually doing is paying for what we're going to have in the future. Always, so yes. we're always, so what, are, and so what do we want to pay for? What are we buying in the future with our thinking? The quality of our thinking is not us paying for what happened. That's, that's a man-made, disconnected, egoic idea. It's wrong. It's not ha- that's not the way it's working. We're actually paying for what's coming. So when we choose the thoughts that you were describing, we're actually prepaving the way for the good. And the best thing you can do, no matter what you've done in the past, is to create a better future for yourself yeah. in which you can bless the people around you. So no matter what happened before, dwelling in all that guilt, that just creates more, more. energy drain on people in the future. And it's so, sometimes it's so hard for me to yes. realize that. Best thing to do is start creating a positive yep. future. Kirky sent us a bunch of postcards. One of them is a Pope-type character carrying us like babies. I think it's a I cardinal. A, a cardinal, yes, good. And, That's why he's uh, wearing red, like a cardinal. Yeah, good one. And then there's like a bacon, us in bacon suits. I think that's what I chewed uh, Jim Blake out wearing that bacon suit on our trip to Unity Village. Yes, you did. And then you gave him a nice truth talk. Yeah. Um, and we also have. And then the next day we got hired to speak to the leadership, <laughs> leadership team. team. That's correct. Correct. Um, we also have you milking me as a cow and me asking you, what the hell are you doing? So if you go on YouTube, you can see this somewhere. Um, I mean, on Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. And then, but the quote that he sent this one to you, it says, pay no attention to the dire reports of those who say that what you want is not out there or cannot be done. Prophets of woe have fallen under the hypnosis of deficiency. Cohen, or maybe Holmes, he said, prophets of woe get prophets of woe. Prophets, you know, speaking woe get pro, they, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get it. So that's from Kirky. Kirky. Wait, did you see what he said? He said, change to become a prophet of whoa. Whoa. W-H-O-A. Because then you'll get stuff that makes you go, whoa. Yes. Instead of whoa. That's right. Penny Akashi sent us a beautiful card and a contribution to the show. Daryl and Ed, I've been doing some traveling. So have missed your recent episodes the last two months. I just watched the two latest ones. It was really wowed and inspired once again. Keep doing what you're doing. It certainly always makes me feel better to listen to you guys. And then my wife. I didn't realize this. <laughs> Ed, please take your Cialis. Cialis? <laughs> says, <laughs> I think Daryl wrote that for crying out loud. I cannot tell a lie. I snuck that in there. Leslie Laird, thank you for the beautiful uh, birthday card for me. Did you know that more than a million people were born on your birthday? That makes you one in a million. Tell her the truth, though, about you thought. Well, because you we sent did. you a card for your birthday. We thought maybe you just left me off. And then Ed turns thought out, she didn't really love him. Yeah, well, I didn't think. Now I'm jealous because I thought I was the only one deserving of a card. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. So you've created all kinds of drama over here. We love you, Leslie Laird. Thank you so much. Yeah, so we have three breaths and we're going to the break. Bring in Nancy. Here we go. Okay. Take a deep breath. You might have heard these prophets before. They were prophets of whoa. Whoa. Two ladies. Wonderful women. Yes. Yeah, so let's take a deep breath. <sighs> we're going to make our dreams come true. Doing it God's way. <sighs> we're going to make our dreams come true. 
Doing it God's way. Ah, we're we're going to make our dreams come true. Doing it God's way. Sometimes we need that. That's Laverne. Oh, sorry, angels. Laverne and Shirley were those prophets. God's way, yes, God's God's way. Make all our dreams come true for me and you. That's right. That's why sometimes when you're in these situations and people are giving you a bunch of nonsense, like when I was sitting in the school district listening to these trainings, (laughs) I really stepped back and was like, this is like a religion in here. Yeah. A religion of woe, W-O-E. But I've learned I don't have to be part of it. I don't believe this stuff. I don't have to pretend I do. I'm not a part of this religion. And as I did that, it broke me free. I know what I'm doing. I don't need these people. Like, if it's fear-based and doubt-based, it ain't going to work. It is not going to work. And so you got to sing yourself, we're going to make our dreams come true. I'm going to make my dreams come true doing it God's way. Yes. And I need to keep restoring my confidence. And someone who helps us do that, coming up next, outlaw Nancy Norman from the Unity Joy of Life Ministry is going to help us look forward to the best that is yet to come with today's reading anticipation and a whole lot more. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. All right, you made it back to the second segment of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. And Ed, you have something to share. Yeah, today's show is called Breaking the Law with Outlaw Nancy Norman, who we'll bring on in just a moment. Real quick shout-out to my student, Ruben, who gave me this wonderful mug Mug shots is the segment where we share a little bit of what we're drinking out of. Um, this one says, be kind. It's the perfect reminder. So thank you, Ruben. Love you, buddy. Um, who, who, uh, Rod gave us this coffee, right? Or did he? Yes, he did. Yes. Shout Stem out to Rod Schweitzer for giving us, uh, he's a distributor of kombucha and fine cold brew. So now... We have that in our mug today. So thank you, Rod Schweitzer in Stumptown. What do you got? Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, this is uh, this was a gift from Syracuse University, founded 1870. That's in New York State, folks. Great. That's when I gave that. I got invited to fill in for a speaker there. I was going to say, that's like looking a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> were, you at that? were you there? That was, was a Broughton type thing? Or yeah. <laughs> I, I got asked to speak, and they gave me the worst time slot. They gave me the time slot during their lunch. Oh, my God. But the amazing thing was, yes. and you know the truth, Yeah. most all the people that were attending that, it was for veterans. Yeah. So they asked me to do a talk. And almost all the students became friends of mine and ours, and some of them have been regular guests on the show. Joe Williams, Bennett Tatton, for example. Yes. Yeah, those are just to name a few. In well, in spite of all the me talking during the lunch, they identified most 
Oh, yeah. With what I had to share, which was just what we share on our show. Can you imagine how much crap they heard? They finally well, heard some living words, man. Th- yes, they admitted that. Remember, yeah. Joe Williams and them told yeah. us that on our show. You never got invited back, but no. that's, that's just because I never got invited back. You didn't have any binders to sell. No, I had um, nothing to sell, folks. Just good news to share. They meant it for bad. <laughs> They meant it for bad, but God meant it for good. That's it. All right. And I got got a mug. Speaking of uh, all things, uh, I don't know what we're speaking about, but Toby, Indy, (laughs) Fawcett, Chobo Studios, how are you, buddy? Doing great. It's an awesome day. Awesome guests. Awesome hosts. It's a it's it's happening here at Chobo Studios, baby. Oh, didn't didn't you get excited when you heard Nancy was coming on? Why did I? Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, yeah. Chomping on a cigar like <laughs> with, a big wig. Wait, chomping on a cigar with the with plastic, plastic wrapper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it nice, y'all. We gotta talk to the guys in props, man. They gotta take that <laughs> off next time. Oh, we gotta thank Jeff Comfort because he's weak. He takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got. A few lines to this is like uh, Nancy Norman's walk up song. Like in baseball now, they play like uh, you know a song when someone's going to walk up to the plate that they can choose with their, when you're at the stadium. Was that that hip hop verse you were doing before the show? No, that was um, Run DMC. That could be a walk up song. It'd be an interesting one. That was Christmas and Hollis, which was on that Christmas album that had like a Madonna song and Run DMC. Remember that thing when it came out? Um, so anyway. Eric Butterworth, which is perfect because we've been talking about Butterworth uh, on, well, Nancy's been sharing some things from Butterworth, but this is from Celebrate Yourself, and it goes perfect with the show. I have some sort of a connection with this fellow because I just reached into my bag while we were prepping, unconsciously almost, and just opened this. It's almost as if he wanted to tell us, but it goes with this topic. When our minds dwell on the human and its limited resources, we can only do certain limited things. And we appear to have no strength in reserve, but when we are absent from the body, when we get our minds off the problems and obstacles and focused on God, the unconditioned power that dwells in us, nothing will be impossible to us. He says, there's only one presence, one power, God, the good, omnipotent. This is a staggering statement when we really comprehend its meaning and power. God powers with you and in you in every moment. Whenever you turn your thoughts to God, you become one with power without limit and while nancy doesn't fully agree with the chapter on tithing i believe she'll agree with mr butterworth on that nancy norman from unity joy of life ministry we're always bragging and raving about you we're so blessed to know you and be uh call you a friend on top of that so how are you today i'm doing fabulous and i'm delighted to be here when i got the telephone call that uh i could i i may be the guest i was in the car on my way to a lunch and I, I quickly, I thought I wouldn't miss this for anything. So I'm, I, I made it. I made wow. it. And I'm, I, everything that you guys were talking about, I thought, oh my God, I know. I, I want. I have to say this. I have to say that. I have to. I have to. The one thing that that Charles Fillmore said, which I wanted. I made a note here. Uh, Charles Fillmore said, the higher teachings. Is that because that's what we're all about and what we want to live? He said, "The higher teachings are living. The, it's living the truth." Yeah, yeah. Don't you love that? Yes, it's living the truth. We are talking about the truth, and we study, and we continue to expand. But the higher teaching is 
absolutely living that truth. Yeah, that's wonderful. That great? Yeah, that's what um, I was talking to an occupational therapist at my school yesterday, and she's really amazing. And she um, was came up with this plan to have my students who have the special needs um, do jobs around campus. Like Daryl was saying, and when you were younger, they just did this automatically. But then a lot of the love and the joy in the community got the fear got in there out of it. Yeah. And now it's like people are trying to figure out how to get this this kind of like common sense stuff back in. But anyway, but it does take inspired people. Yeah. And she was saying, you know, these kids give these kids some functional life skills. Yeah. And and what you're talking about, because I was saying, what if everything we taught at school was looked at through the lens of a functional life skill? Because yeah. why else would we learn anything? And that's what we're teaching here. That's what you're talking about. It's not just right. something we get together with other people who read these books. It's a functional life skill. We go out and live it. Probably. And there's an, there's another Einstein. You mentioned Einstein earlier. There's another Einstein quote that I love that goes right along with that. And he said, when a mind is stretched to a new idea, it never returns to its former dimensions. Is that powerful? That's great news. So we are always expanding. We're all, we're always expanding. And how beautiful that this um, person at your school, she really gets that. Because yes. once somebody knows they can do it, then that then guess what? There's a, a another another opportunity to expand again. Yes. And then, and then it like a balloon. You know, when you blow up a balloon. It never returns to its original form. Yes. It's always left with that expanded form. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I just um I, I, I love that. And he, he um Einstein also said also said that you can never solve a problem. You can never solve a problem on the level of consciousness that it was created. Yeah. You know, I'm going to just say this one yeah. thing is that what you just helped me to see is my part in this was yeah. being the receptive person because the first person she saw that day when she came in with this idea was me. And I got on fire and I magnified and multiplied the joy and the validity of it. And then she went on fire and wrote straight to the principal and then the principal got on fire. And Perfect. so like even if we're not the ones – who always come up with every idea, being a receptive voice in that any environment we go into, like Daryl's like this, he hears something inspired. Someone might not even realize how good of an idea it is until someone shines light on it, you know, and that's another part of this. So, Well, the thing is, is that um, I heard it said, and I don't remember who said it, but it was about truth. Become contagious. <laughs> mm become contagious with this with this truth you know we know about contagious because of all the stuff we've been through the last couple of years uh, but rather than fear become contagious with the light become contagious with 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 the the joy and the goodness yeah be a feel-good contagion I, yeah. There you go. Can, is that what it's called? The contagion? What yes. Yeah. Contagion, I That's think. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you contagion. know what else? That's it's great. like this, too, you know, because there's a lot in the news that we can complain about. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. I, I jot these things down from myself and I jotted this one down yesterday. This is notes to self, folks, but you might enjoy them, too. 
You cannot help the world by focusing on the negative things. You cannot help the world by focusing on negative things. Yes. For a long time, I used to think if you're not talking about the negative things going on, well, then it means you don't care. No, that's worse. And it goes along with being a contagion because by focusing on and discussing the negative things, you're actively contributing to the problem. Totally. Because I'm adding more to that vibration that creates more, that starts more things become sympathetic to it. They start rattling along to that. Yes. And that's, you know, that's why Ed and I tread lightly with social media. Yeah. Like I just talked at the beginning of the show. That negative comment, one negative comment became a contagion that infected my thinking. And I had yeah. to take the antidote. Thank God, you know, the topic of this show is we can break these limiting ideas, these limiting thoughts at a moment's notice with a choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. choose the affirmative knowing that like eric butterworth mentioned god is there's only one presence god the god the good omnipotent or you can call it the eternal law of good mm-hmm. totally you know the the thing that we don't realize i love that daryl uh, because it's it's you know i've shared an infinite prosperity um um, the book Shortcut to a Miracle by um, Elizabeth Aaron. There's there's three laws that she starts off with. First, consciousness manifests. Second, dominant thought prevails. And the third, and this is where we're all involved, prepared consciousness, prepared consciousness that prevails. We prepare our consciousness so you are able to immediately, because of your prepared consciousness, you were immediately able to turn that thought, to turn that idea, to turn that idea around. Yes. With, without having to go down a hundred miles before you realize, shoot, I'm on a detour. I'm not on the direct road. Yeah. Because your your consciousness is prepared. You have prepared your consciousness. Yes. That's why the two of us always hammer home ad infinitum the importance of a morning routine because that prepares your consciousness. And I'm telling you, folks, get started doing it even if you don't believe it's doing anything. And do not make the – you don't set the bar high. We suggest just if you read from two or three – Uh, inspirational books or even one start with you know a simple one you know we recommend many many you hear them on the show all the time around here with emmett fox uh deep breath of life with alan cohen but the key is not not do it while you're jumping out of bed you could do you know thank you thank you thank you as you get out of bed but there's something about there's something that's being so kind and loving to yourself by taking a few minutes, get up a few minutes early with your tea, coffee, whatever, and just read a few things from these books. Even if you're thinking, Daryl, okay, I'm going to prove this is really not, okay, I'll do it anyway. But we will guarantee you, because it's happened for us. Folks, 30 years ago, 25 years ago, when I used to tell people this exact same thing, 
and say, you know, if you just do this morning routine for yourself, you'll be amazed at how much everything will change in your life in just 30 days. Everything. And I used to go, well, if it doesn't work for them, and I have to remind myself, no, if they do it, it's going to work for them because it's a law. But now I say it confidently. But I remember back then, I go, oh, God, I hope his life changes. (laughs) But the thing is, this is why we say it, because the prepare, having a prepared consciousness enabled me in the middle of the night to switch to that new thought. Oh, I receive everything I need right when I need it. I was able to, A, think an affirmative thought, yeah. B, affirm it for myself, and C, know that that's the reality. And by thinking that now, that is creating the future that I want. Yeah, I love that. And you know, the the, the I grab something off of my refrigerator. I have things stuck on my refrigerator just to remind me that how prepares the consciousness. I want to keep always. I want to be contagious to my greater good. I want to be always in in um, in alignment with my uh, with always my greater good. But I had this up in my refrigerator because it meant so much to me, and I look at it quite frequently. Um, any limited concept will eventually self-destruct. Listen to that. Any limited, any limiting concept will eventually self-destruct. Nothing can block God's plan for me or slow it down. That's a great yeah. So when, when we, when, you know, we make laws for ourselves every single day, every single moment of the day, it's what we're holding in mind, what we're focusing on, what we focus on grows and expands and manifests. So, Ed, you just said it perfectly. What we're really creating today is our future, our tomorrows. Yeah. Not from the past. What are we doing today? And 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 realize that any limiting any limiting concept that that we may have held, if we don't give it energy, if we don't give it um, if we don't give it time, it will eventually just by its own natural, it'll just fall away. Yes, and yeah. Nothingness from whence it came. That's right. That's right. You know the the um, oh gosh, what is it the um, Charles Fillmore said, evil is a parasite. And it evil needs a a uh, something to attach itself to to keep alive. Think about that. Yeah, that's so a good one. If we lift our consciousness, if we lift our consciousness, knowing that any limiting concept will eventually just fall away. That that parasite just has to fall away yes yeah it's nothing to feed off of that's I'm not the key. feeding it that's the why host we, isn't, the host for it doesn't exist that's why when i'm not feeding those thoughts that's why we're transformed by the renewing of our mind because when we renew our mind then the parasite has nothing to cling to it doesn't exist anymore doesn't exist because we've renewed our mind we've renewed the part that it was clinging to which was a belief in ourselves. Yeah. yeah i mean a belief we were holding yeah, yeah. Which, which, if we've got a parasite going on there, it's an untrue belief. That's correct. It's a, it's, it's a law 
that we we're creating laws for ourselves every single day. Yeah, we're burning energy wastelessly, needlessly, and it's not really getting us anywhere. And it's yeah, yeah. it's just a complete. And that's where it really burns us out, and that's why it self destructs. Because it's uh, it's not like if we're doing things in in harmony with the principles of life, it naturally replenishes and ref refreshes us. If we're going off parasitic thoughts that are not true, it burns itself out. There's no more fuel eventually, and it's just and then you break down. Thankfully. And you can reassess yeah. and change your thinking. Yeah. yeah. Or the other thing that happens is if we choose to hold on to that law that we've made for ourselves, it'll be fulfilled. Yeah. It will become a reality. Many years ago, years and years and years ago, I had to appear in court with um, a friend of mine and her that she was getting a divorce and her husband made a claim that he couldn't give her anything for her and their three children because he could never make in the profession he chose, he could never make over $32,000 a year. And, um, and it was not true. I mean, that was definite, but he got letters he got he created a law for himself. And as we left the the courtroom, she was devastated because he, he was very convincing. And she said, Oh my God, Nancy, what am I gonna do? I've got these three kids and I don't I said, Don't you worry. You're gonna do fine. Send love and forgiveness right now. <laughs> you gotta get over the resentment and the anger. Send that forgiveness. But I said, he just created a law for himself and, and, and that he, he will fulfill that. Well, I've had the opportunity of watching both of them and sure enough, he has gone from one job to another job, to another job, to another job, never making anything. He was a very talented, well-educated man, right? never making it. And she, on the other hand, took off did her work her forgiveness work and her her not dwelling in fear but in where she was going and what she was going to do she took off and it was very highly successful her three kids have college education well two of them have college education the other chose not to go to college but it's a success so you see we have we make laws for ourselves all the time and we've got to be very careful about are they are they positive? Is that is it where we want to go, or is it where we don't want to go? We're thus creating a parasite. Well, you know that what also sticks out to me is he believed that that limiting law was protecting him, and that's the way a yes. lot of these beliefs come up. We think they're protecting us because we don't know about the unlimited power of God within us. So we we so he clung to that, thinking that that was, <laughs> and he ended up losing oh. way more money. That he could have had if he yes. had like said, okay, if I if this is meant to, if I need to share this, if that's what's being yeah. called forth, then God will provide it. I want to share two things before you share more because yeah. you like set off so many things in my head. One, I was thinking about because what I really want to learn as I let go of this job in the district and move on is like what's really going on here, so that I'm clear and I let go and not run and then find it somewhere else. And and I was talking to my wife about this like organizationally. What's going on in this organization? Because it's like I go there 
and I give a lot of love. I get a lot of love, but there's this whole organizational piece. And I realize like part, a big part of it is all that's really required from us is receptivity to the ideas. Like Daryl just said, the, the, what we need will always be there when we need it, but we have to be receptive to receive it, right? So if the organization isn't receptive to the inspired ideas because it has all these other beliefs that get in the way, or the person, if I'm not a receptive, then I will, it'll be hard. I'll, I'll get drained because I'm not open to receive. And that's why the morning routine, like you said, it's like, we prepare ourselves to receive and recognize these inspired ideas so that we can then act on them. We don't have to make them up. They come to us in the most amazing way. So that's one thing. I want to, whatever I do going forward, just like our show, that's why I can, can, we continue to be successful and continue to do it because we're receptive to these ideas and we, that's what, we change the whole show on the fly based on what God whispers in our ear. And then the other thing I realize is when you guys are talking is, like Mr. Wonderful, these type of teachers, they're like surface teachers, right? They're still, their message though is life is hard, but there's a solution. Yeah. I know yeah. the trick. But the truth teachers are, even the truth teachers that we look to teach, yes, it appears hard right now, but the truth is that life is good and it's for you. And our, the solution is to realize that good life is good and for you. And that's the totally. huge difference because I can't, I don't want to learn from teachers who believe life is hard and there's a trick for me to survive within that. That's hell to me. That's well, terrible. I you know what's funny? Yeah. You just made it clear. Truth, the real truth teachers, Jesus, all of them, Buddha, yeah. they taught life is a gift Ooh. to enjoy yeah. it. These service teachers warn you that life is a curse to be endured, yeah. but I could help you endure it. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the overall like coaches and success salesmen. They're the un they want to keep you believing life is something hard. Yeah. It's a curse that you need to endure, but you'll be able to endure it with my help. And these other teachers that teach the truth, which really is the truth, yes. is now life's a gift and just keep letting go and embracing that gift. Yeah, this, and you'll be cared for. That's why this is fundamentally different yes. from anything else totally. that most people ever encounter. Like It is actually fundamentally different. One is saying you can be the most successful businessman in hell, basically. Yes. And we're saying you already <laughs> are successful, you're in heaven, and you can even grow your success and be in heaven in the process. See, and we're a part of the greater good that is unfolding yes. for everyone. For yes. everyone. Because, for everyone. For, because both of you, Ed, you just mentioned that, that you really got inspired with this woman that was talking about showing kids what to do and then, and then giving them things to do. And I think that's kind of yes. the overall. Correct. And, and believe me, well, I don't want to create a law for her, but uh, having you there supporting that idea will give her the strength and the courage and the boldness to move forward with that idea, because there will be a bunch of people that will be shooting that down, shooting that idea down. Mm -hmm. And, and um, Daryl, you're doing wonderful things with your art. You know, that it's the thing is, is that when we step out with bold courage, we're not alone. 
and we're we're not alone. And when we step out with with bold courage, that that help comes from so many different places. We don't have to be we don't have to be concerned. I do you know there there was I I came across a and I'm I love Emma Curtis Hopkins and I came across something that she wrote. Listen to this. I rise out of the reach. I rise out of the reach of the things that frighten me. Mm, yes. I rise out of the reach. And what I've noticed is as I make better choices in who I surround myself with, what I surround myself with, whether it's the music or the social media or the, you know, uh, when I make better choices of what I surround myself with, um, then, then I don't have as many p- things coming in that are frightening to me. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. So we, we, if you, I rise out of the reach of the things that frighten me. I love that. You know, you, what you're saying is my whole practice this year with school and Daryl's been helpful. And it's, I think it's like after all the time of hearing, it's starting to take root in my own consciousness, which is because I, I think I shared it at the break, but when I was sitting in these trainings this year, I realized this is a religion in this school. Like what they're saying about the nature of life and about, because now it's like parents have to be buzzed in and they can't just yeah. walk on the campus. And it's like, they're like, oh yeah, finally we won't, you know, like there was just things and I just was like, this is a religion and I don't believe what is being said here. And so yeah. my practice is after school or in the middle of school, I have to keep rising out of reach, out of these fear-based oh, yeah. things and just keep shaking it off. And if for, it, sometimes it seems extreme, can I really, but I really have to shake off the whole mentality so that I yeah. can bring the loving, successful presence while I'm there to those kids and to the people that I work with. I have to shake off, rise up, shake off the yeah. whole thing. And it's, it's, it's real. Well, you know, the thing, the interesting thing is, is wherever we are, wherever, it's always about going to a higher dimension. (laughs) That's it. Correct. If we remember that, we got it made. Correct. And can I read this daily word? Because it goes right with it. Um, Because we, as you know, we, um, I think we mentioned that we had another guest coming on today and Nancy just hopped in, thankfully. So I'll read the daily word, which is, Anticipation is from Thursday, October, I mean, August 24th, 2023. Anticipation. Strong in faith, I believe the best is yet to come. Time spent waiting can be wretched or wonderful. Which one it is depends on my outlook and the expectation I hold as I visualize what is to come. Counting down to a celebration may boost my mood. Visualizing another's happiness fosters my own. If the countdown is one of concern, staying centered be, may be more of a challenge. Either way, I meet the moment with affirmative prayer and a focus on God. No matter the circumstance, I release my attachment to specific outcomes as I declare the highest outcome is unfolding. I affirm the power and presence of God is in this in every circumstance, and the best and highest outcomes are assured for me and for all. I know there is good to come, and I welcome it. Amen. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in suffering. Persevere in prayer. Romans 12, 12. Wonderful. You know, one more thing is that I've been practicing this week is letting go of should. What anyone else tell, I've been telling God, I don't know. Like I have to break myself of this habit because I know these principles. 
And God is these principles, but God's not saying they should live this way. God no, gives no. everyone the freedom to do it however they want. And when I should myself, I can I can't should others without shooting what I should myself. And when I do that, I'm not in accord with these principles because no one else has to live them in order for me to live them fully and benefit from them. That's the most amazing thing. And I was talking to my wife, like Gandhi and and um, Martin Luther King Jr., they were literally blown away and transformed by the law of non-resistance. It's, and they, they both changed countries yeah. as a result of that principle. So like, yeah. how do I live that? And it's the most, it's so key that if I'm living this fully, I'm not resisting and saying they should. I don't even really care because I'm yeah. focused on me and how I'm living and blessing everyone else in the process and realizing what a weight to be lifted off my shoulders that it's not my job to control yeah. anyone else or anything. And I don't need to in order to receive the kingdom. I just live it myself and bless others yeah. in the process. It's amazing. It, it's, it's so important for all of us to live our own truth and be, and be authentic with it be courageous and bold with it. And sometimes it takes courage and it takes boldness, mm -hmm. but we have to, we have to remember uh, that's what counts. We will always, I love that. Oh gosh. I wish I could remember it. That, that part about faith is when you come to the edge of all that, you know, faith is stepping out into the, into the unknownness, like stepping off the cliff and, one of two things will happen. Either you will land on your feet or you will be given wings to fly. Mm -hmm. That it, that says it all because we're never alone. Yeah. You know, one last thing. Uh, when you were talking about Martin Luther King and uh, Gandhi, we had a guest on the show. He's a rep rep he was a representative in the state of Tennessee. His name is John DeBerry. He's still a high-ranking official. What's his job now? Do you remember? He was the, uh, to the governor. He was the uh, special. Like a. Council or something? Yeah, something to the governor. Mm -hmm. um, who was in the opposite party. That's how loved this guy, John DeBerry, oh, is. That's right. So he, he actually, as a teenager, marched with Martin Luther King and his father. And he drives home the point of non-resistance because he actually gave a big talk. This is John DeBerry during all those riots during the pandemic. He yes. was against that. And he's saying, yes. this is not what we did with Martin yeah. Luther King. He right. said, meekness is not weakness. Right. No. Meekness no. is not weakness. That non-resistance is not weakness. Non-resistance yeah. is really the, the biblical, having enough faith to stand aside and see the yeah. solution or the salvation of the law. As long as I keep radiating love, uh, the magic's going to happen. That's what the shooting, you know, we all fall in. Well, they should be doing this. or they. Sh you can't enforce appreciation, love, and gratitude, unfortunately. You cannot no. enforce it. It has to be a choice. But the way to get people to choose it is to embody it. Like Nancy's saying, yeah. like John DeBerry meant, meekness is not weakness. If I keep applying this, oh. others are going to be so attracted because it's the truth about us. You know who did? You're, you've, you've taught me this. That Ben Franklin was like that. Like 
See, because at my work, there's a group of people who are they're 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 they recognize things are off in the organization, but they're doing the resistant, like yeah. rolling their eyes. They yeah. look miserable, so they're still yeah. living in hell, but they think they're protecting themselves from it. Whereas by me practicing non-resistance, I'm friends with all the parties, and yes. I can actually, if possible, influence positive change yes. because the, everyone involved trusts me because I'm not telling them what, I'm not judging them. Yes. I'm just observing all the time. And so yeah. I'm, someone needs to know what's actually going on. Ben Franklin was like, you know, like he knew that he can make, by befriending right. all yes. these people, even if he didn't be believe it or not believe it, he knew that was for the highest good. You got to make connections, yes. and that's how you transform situations, not by folding your arms and uh, uh, uh. You know, like that just creates more polar polarizing opposition. We have to be able well, to rise above it. you know what they say in, in unity, what we resist persists. Yes. Yep. Yeah, because it I'm giving persists. it. Yes, because the feeling and the energy I put in, it's so magnetic and yeah. so powerful. It fans well, the flames. Well, what you're describing is true diplomacy. That's right. Where we yeah. become a diplomat of good. And that's what, you know, Ben Franklin became the most important diplomat the United States had when he won over Francis King to give money to a country that was against monarchy's rule right. when he's a king himself. I mean, that's insanity. I mean, there's a lot more to the story, but right. that just shows you how meekness is not weakness and love always prevails. And the only way to truly do it is to be in the world, but not of it. Yes. We need to have a morning routine where we plug into our true divinity so that we see that, and we get those triggers. We, I think this person, blah, 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 but I keep letting it go and letting it go because in truth, there's no man, woman, or child that can hurt me in any real way. No. And it, no. what they think of me is none of my business anyway. So if I'm working for this higher power, and just coming in as a diplomat, then I can kind of observe and go, okay, this is where they're coming from and start to create yes. these bridges of communication and transformation that um, then God can come through and do the actual work. See, but it's so perfect. Both of you guys are talking about the prepared consciousness. Yes. And, and don't prepare it once and that's it. It's like, because we're always evolving. Yeah. It's a daily, moment to moment, a daily, a starting the morning off is is perfect mm -hmm. perfect yeah that's yeah. why they, that song uh when the saints come, come marching, marching in oh when, when the saints come marching in how i want to be in that, that number when the saints come marching in. it's like knowing they're gonna come yeah. and i want to be in the number so i'm preparing to be in the number just like me with my next position i don't yeah. know where it is i can't see it but I, I have to just keep reminding myself, no, I'm preparing for it. And when it comes, I'm going to be ready. And I'm just going to like well, step out of this vehicle and get yes. into the next, the new car. And guess and what? Keep rolling. It, it's being, it's being, it's preparing itself for you right now. Yes. yes. Well, Thank that's you. you are preparing for. Yes. Is preparing for you. Well, yes. that's it. I was going to say the way to prepare for your future, because I know some listeners might be like the old Daryl going, oh, no, I'm not preparing for anything. The preparing is so simple. It's just choosing to believe that thought that Nancy just shared. It's just that the, the, the preparing is in imagining that that new thing is preparing itself for me oh, right now. Yeah. Or saying or reminding myself, you know, 
God is renewing my mind and improving my circumstances. That's how we prepare. Yeah, and a lot of that is breaking the old laws that we wrote for ourselves. And that is the preparation for the the new position. The other thing to always remember is what I am looking for is looking for me. Yes. yes. It's not like, you know, so often we think it's a one-way yes. street. Oh my God, I don't know how, am I going to find this or am I going to do No, 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 no. It is what I'm looking for is looking for me, whether it's a husband, a wife, a job, uh, uh, money, a uh, friendship. Yes. yes. Whatever. I'm writing that down yeah. in my inspired book here. Wait, what was the thing that says on my phone when a battery runs low? It says it's still detectable. It's still, what is it, Indy? Your phone says it's still. Oh, when it's it's still uh, findable. Or, yes, yeah. we're still findable, even when our yeah, battery oh, is low. When your battery goes that. low, don't panic. When you're feeling drained yeah. and miserable, don't panic. <laughs> because just like your phone, you're still findable. By your greater good. It's actually sometimes best when we finally get our battery because of self-will trying to make it happen. We just collapse because that's when the phone call comes. So true. That's when someone walks in the door. That's when we get that piece of mail. Yeah. Because we finally got out of God's way with with all these laws we made up. It's actually when the phone is off. Oh, it's, it's still findable. Oh yeah, wow. because it's Turn off your iPhone. Oh. That's it. You're on the mat. You're on the mat because mine had. Oh, to, that is so good. We're still findable even when our phone is off, folks. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to turn the damn thing off and let God find. Let you. God do the work. <laughs> well, speaking of all those apps laws, are running too too much, telling us too much crap, man. Turn the thing well, off and let God find us. Well, we're still findable. Now wait. Now that isn't we, that funny? That's the perfect metaphor because we get so yes. hooked on iPhones and smartphones, we think now we need these apps. We need this. And it's like, no, turn the thing off. Yeah. Believe it or not, you're still findable. Everything you need is still there. Yes. Turn, like, turn this thing off, man. Well, now that we know that Nancy is very familiar with being in court, we have a story. We're not Whoa. sure if this is true or not, but it's right out of Florida's TMZ. And um, yes. Apparently, uh, Nancy knew it was over between her and a lawyer she was dating when she overheard a doctor speaking to him while they were vacationing in the French Riviera. Well, that part about Nancy seems true. Vacationing in the French Riviera. Yeah. So she was, <laughs> exactly. I like that. She had the like new that. bikini. She was lounging poolside with her lawyer boyfriend, and then she heard a doctor um, talking with uh, talking to the lawyer. And the lawyer, uh, what did the, do- oh yeah. So the doctor asked, okay, so the doctor turned to her lawyer boyfriend and asked what he was doing there. So the lawyer replied, Remember that lousy real estate I bought? Well, it caught fire. So here I am with the fire insurance proceeds. What are you doing here? The doctor replied, Remember that lousy real estate I had in Mississippi? Well, the river overflowed, and here I am with the flood insurance proceeds. The lawyer looked puzzled. Gee, how did you start the flood? <laughs> <laughs> I think soon after that, after the vacation in Riviera, Nancy said, No you know, more. No yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> so, outlaw, Reverend Nancy Norman, thank you for your time today. Oh, Anything you, you want to say before we depart with our song? What? 
what do you, do, do, I, I'm sorry, I didn't understand what you said. No, that's no, okay. Did you, I said, is there anything else you want to say before we sing well, a song? Do you know what? There is something. It's oh, so good. funny that, uh, that uh, there's a Charles Fillmore affirmation here that I, I just had on my desk. And it is, and it fits with where we're going here. Jesus Christ is n- now here, rising me up to that plane where the Holy Spirit pours out its inspiration upon me. Mm, that's a good one, right? That's a great one. Yes. Can you repeat that one more let's, time? Let's all yeah. hear that again. Jesus Christ is now here, rising me up to that place where the Holy Spirit pours out its inspiration upon me. Uh, yes. And so it is. And so so it, it is. is. You know, we, I just want to thank our uh, the people and bless the Patreon contributions to the show, to our public service ministry, as we call it. Yes. Even Grace Deathridge this week said, thank you for all your shares. I enjoyed and appreciate the class. We do a prosperity Zoom class for the Patreon people on Tuesdays. Feeling wealthy and blessed. Thank you for highlighting that the mind is the thing to look at. Even when things occur out there or with the body, what am I thinking and believing about it? That's what this whole show is about. So, yeah. And speaking of breaking free from these old laws, especially at school, yeah. Iggy Pop actually sent us uh, the lyrics to one of his uh, favorite right. songs to sing on the show. Well, I'm just out of school, like a real, real cool. Gotta dance like a fool. Got the message that I gotta be a wild one. Oh, oh yeah, I'm a wild one. Gonna break it loose, gonna keep it moving wild. Gonna keep it swinging, baby, I'm a real wild child. Visit DarylNN.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thanks for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Gonna meet all my friends. Gonna have myself a ball. Gonna tell my friends. Gonna tell them all that I'm a wild one. Oh, yeah, I'm a wild one. Gonna break it loose. Gonna keep it moving wild. Gonna keep it swinging, baby. I'm a real wild child. <laughs> Nancy Norman, we love you. Love you. God bless you. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Recording your podcast at home or using cheap gear or spending all your time editing or here at Chobo, we have podcast studios, podcast editing, podcast distribution, podcast clips, and don't forget the snack bar completely automate your podcast or just delegate the work you don't want to do. Oh, dead ass.